Welcome, everyone, to the Rabbit Tree Center Homestead Podcast, where we'll discuss all facets of running and operating a rabbit tree. This podcast is intended to be your go-to source of information as we answer all your rabbit tree questions and more. And now, from Bath, Michigan, your host, Bobby Jimenez. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in today. We're going to talk more about heat stroke and heat stress, preventing that, and we're going to wrap it up. And hopefully you don't have any questions about how to keep your rabbits productive and alive and healthy and comfortable. And how you doing, Russ? Hey, great. It's good to be back, man. It's good to be back. So this is the second podcast in a row that we haven't had Gabe, the sound guy, and uh, basically director. Yeah, <laughs> so, he's, he's has some personal time off. So we're on our own. Yeah. So avoiding heat stress. Um Go. Uh, you Start. Let's, let's get into burrowing systems. Um, yeah. Actually, no, no. I take that back. Let's let's back up to because we, we can did, do it. We did. We touched on the 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 fans and watering systems and misters and uh, but we didn't talk about the fans and wiring. Okay. Well, yeah, and then we'll talk about the burrowing. You know, that's the last. Pretty yeah. much the last. So fin- yeah. Yeah. So finish up with the fans and the wiring, and then we'll go into the burrowing system. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Help. Because well, we talked about um, we're talking about volts times amps equals watts. Okay. So the the volts is the twelve volt deep cell battery you're you're running. This is basically the size of a walkie talkie, and this gets mounted on the back of my rabbitry. So that's the you know it's only got like a two foot wire. I think it's twenty gauge wiring, and, and it's basically like insulated thick speaker wire. This is all you need. And that runs from the battery. And I just put some terminals, little female terminals. So they slide right on this, you know, the terminals of the battery and I run it right to the solar charge controller. And that runs directly into a little tiny picture of a battery. (laughs) It's really simple. And then the next port over is a solar panel. This solar panel is like the size, this picture, all of them have it too. They all have this tiny little, I think it's because you don't need uh, you can, you know, put these in all, every different country yeah. is going to have every different country. Some, every some type of gonna, use for this. Yeah. Fans. Yeah. Every country yeah. is going to have a different language. So what better than pictures? So yeah. they only have to print one. And so Make it this, as simple as possible. Yeah. So the next picture is a solar panel. Yeah. And of course you plug the solar panel into that. And when you're positioning your solar panels, and again, and we talked about picture is somebody with a smiley face. You did it. <laughs> Your solar panels are going to be like, these panels are the size of maybe, um, I don't know, like a picture on the wall. You know, it depends on what size you, you know, one Eight would by be, 10. yeah, like a 10 watt would probably be the size of a dinner plate, you know, but, and they're all, they're getting smaller and smaller. But if you want to run, we talked about, if you want to run, say three cages, that's going to be about nine watts when it comes to a 0.25 amp fan, which is going to be strong enough where the rabbits can actually feel it. They sell smaller ones. And, and these are the DC computer fans. You could go into a computer store and buy them probably for 10 bucks. If you were to walk in there and say, Hey, would you give me two for 20? Best buy. Can they get, get them there? I don't know because they may, they got some fancy stuff. Yeah. So they, I don't know if they'll be able to, but like one of those computer side stores, they have like a crate full, but office max. I don't know. What, what store are you referring to? I don't. The I, computer I, store are you referring to? Like like a um, uh, computer wonders or a computer like somebody starting. Who Haven't you ever that? seen those? There's like <laughs> I don't know. So it, I see those computer side stores all the time. It's like yeah. I see a lot of those where they're just like you could see they're some they're small businesses and yeah. these are people that really know their computer stuff. Oh, okay. 
and uh, take it to them. Yeah, I've actually become really good friends with one of them in Lansing, and it was the craziest thing. You want to give I, a plug? I, I went in and to get my computer wiped and reloaded and like some more stuff. I think I, I got some RAM installed, which is just, you know, memory. Yeah. And it, it was really easy. He did it right in front of me as he talked to me. And you felt ashamed. No, his business partner bought rabbits from the rabbitry center. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It was, uh, it was really cool. And, and, uh, so we hit it off. He's, he's been fixing, uh, computers for me for like God, 10 years. You want to give him a plug? Well, it's it's discount PC in Lansing, but he actually started a new business and I, I feel horrible for not knowing it, but it's really cool. It's like for kids where they can come in, high school kids, it's kind of like an arcade where they have all these game chairs set up and there's also on the other end of it, there's like tables and cafe area where they can like do their homework or whatever. Man, that sounds awesome. Yeah. He's he's smart guy. Giving back to the community. That's great. Yep. And dang it, I wish I remembered. I'll I'll get the name of it. Yeah. And I'll, we'll I'll mention it. on the next one. Yeah, but, we'll post it. but yeah, so it was really cool. Yeah. He bought rabbits and he's like, I, I know the rabbitry center. <laughs> That's great. That's great. So back to fans and wiring. Uh, the computer fans. Oh, and we were talking about computer fans that you go into that sort of store. I was yeah. like, why are we even talking about that? <laughs> <laughs> so the computer fans that you would go into those kind of computer stores, this is what's hanging on the outside of the cage. Now you want to space these cages with a little piece of stick or, or you know, dolly, wooden dowel or something. Yeah. And, and all you do is you just stick in like some, um, maybe some 12 gauge stainless steel wire and you can buy this wire in a spool. It's not expensive. We're talking like seven bucks and you just put it right through the, cause every computer fan comes with a hole already pre-drilled for putting screws through right. in every corner. So you just stick the wire through that and then you hook that on the cage. You put another cage in, or you, you know, you can hang them as high as you want. I personally like to hang them right over the water bowl. So the rabbits will dip their face and the, the fan hits them in the face. It cools them down. Sometimes they just lay down right there. It's so funny with a wet face. But you want to space it, like I said, with, with something so the rabbits can't stick their little face through the one inch by two inch hole and start chewing on the wire. And sometimes it's not even the rabbit. It's some stinking chipmunk that is destroying stinking everything. Chipmunks. Oh, the chipmunks are the worst. So the worst. they are, you know, they're not like Elvin and the chipmunks. These are, they're horrible, destructive. It's not like Chip and Dale. I can't stand from Disney movies. Yeah, there's like three chipmunks that are they were they were into mischief all the time. So the wiring will go through. I use a half inch PVC, and I just take two screws right through one side. It's like maybe a half inch into the pipe, and I anchor it through the bottom of the cage. Now, I personally, if I was going to do it again, I may try to figure out how to send the wiring up and down the ceiling that way they're not because from time to time it's i mean it gets like hair on it and i have to clean whatever's off of it just to make sure it stays clean um from for the most part the wire stays clean because it's going through the pvc but the pvc is like underneath the cage about two inches which i don't like so that's why i'm trying to figure out a different system where i could run it up and around so right. nothing gets on it but that's how i take the, the wire out because i want to keep it you know somewhat clean so that's why I run it through that pipe out the pipe on the back end of the rabbitry. And that's where it goes to the, see, if you weren't running a lot of cages, say if you wanted to run one fan, it would just go right to the solar charge controller where on every charge, every solar charge controller, there's a picture of a light bulb 
for the load. So that doesn't mean or whatever you're running. In this case, it's a fan. That would be the light bulb. So, or the power that you want to run. So you'd take that and run it to the light bulb. Now we're running more than one fan. So we're going to wire our fans to a terminal block that has terminals for every fan. Once all the fans are wired to the terminal block, then all we have to do is wire the terminal block to the solar charge controller. Instead of wiring one fan, you're wiring all those fans. And then you have a time machine. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then you play the waiting game. No, I don't know uh, You know if that makes sense. I hope it does. That's how we wire all our fans. Now, remember, you got to do a little bit of math because depending on how many fans you want to run, you know, I would recommend about 40 watts for eight fans. Or if you were going to run four fans, that would be 12 watts. You'd want to go with like a 30-watt fan. I'm sorry, with a 30-watt solar panel. That solar panel, why do I say that? Because that's more than double. Well, that energy is going to charge that battery, that battery when the clouds are going over, even on the, the low days, I'm sorry, the cloudy days, that battery will have power in it a lot yeah, of the so time. Yeah, basically just like a regular solar panel, you're not only getting free energy, but it's also recharging the battery that's basically the backup. Yeah, yeah, it's a terrific system. I mean, it's basically charging your battery, running the fans at the same time. That's enough power. Now you can get by with a, a smaller solar panel, but your what's going to happen is your fans are going to die really quick as soon as the, the sun goes down. Is there? I mean, they're going to go shut right down. How'd they go? <laughs> <laughs> so, and then you know, and then when the, the or maybe the sun's going behind the clouds. They'll stop oh, and then shoo. yeah, they'll come right. <laughs> Look, Bazinga. They'll come back. They'll come back on. Now, if you don't have a good solar panel balance, yeah, you're not going to get that. You're not going to get that, you know, running. So that's why I recommend at least doubling it. But don't go so much to where you're burning these fans out and you're, you know, you don't want to run a hundred watt fan on three fans. That's a hundred watt solar panel on three point two five. You want super size, but not big gulp. Yeah. So just um, just try to double it. So once you again, it's it's twelve volt battery, so it's twelve times amps and the the fans that you want to try to find. And we have all this stuff. You don't have to search for it. Just get into our storefront on the website, therabbitcentercom and you can find hot weather tools and you can find these fans. If you don't want to mess with solar panel, if you don't want to do that, if you just want to plug in and maybe you can wrap these cords so you don't have to worry about shock or anything, you can just run fans. A lot of people don't want to run cords outside, but you can prevent heat stroke on these really hot days running your fans just you know for that day or something if you just want to run power out there yeah with an extension cord we have those fans too awesome so um let's move on to and you kind of touched pace on this in the past as well the burrowing systems and the advantage of uh how those help uh, avoid heat stress for the rabbits yeah, I mean, if the, if you guys ever have an opportunity to build onto your rabbitry, don't be afraid to to just send a tunnel right out the back of the cage. Over the years, we did different systems where, because we wanted to, you know, inspect our rabbits regularly. And if you don't have a an ability to be able to shut that door when you want to, they'll get to the point where because they're like they love, especially the does, they will run from you every time you come to the cage. 
that'll be their thing running down that, that tunnel. So in the past, we had that door wired up to a pulley and then the pulley would go over the cage and then another pulley. And then we had the rope and then basically just had like the same kind of, uh, imagine the same thing that you tie your boat up with on the dock. You're doing that figure eight. We had that same little thing where you just, you know, tie up the rope real quick. And we used that for years. But what would happen is the rabbits would start laying down with their head through the door. door. Yeah. So the <laughs> so thing would like land on them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it would get them right on the top. And then Terrible they could just... idea. <laughs> but it wouldn't, it wouldn't hurt them because it's a rounded out half inch piece of plywood. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we lost so many rabbits. <laughs> no. We finally figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> so we finally changed our system. Now it, it was... It was ineffective because basically it would just, you know, hit them on the back and they would run down the tunnel and then they wouldn't come back. Uh, because I don't blame them. It's right. It's like <laughs> the heck with that. Like, so, I don't know what's going out of that door, but I'm not going near it. <laughs> so finally, we instead of add the drop door, we built a new system when we added on to our rabbitry hutch. And I say we, it's me, but there was the <laughs> side door where I Way started. To give yourself credit. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I work so hard. <laughs> I put the side. I put the the plywood through the side door. A much easier system. And then I just push a little, I put a little piece of two by two on the end for a handle oh, cool. and slide it right through. Yeah. And you can see that on how we build our rabbitry hutch part three on our YouTube channel. Yeah. You got some great videos on there. Thanks, man. So where do you start with, as far as products that you, that you need to get going? I mean, you know, obviously tubing, um, oh, actually we're getting ready to, uh, get ready. Into <laughs> I our- thought that was the segue. I was like, oh, you're getting good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we're going to actually go into our product. We'll come back to, uh, which product product. Yeah. So, uh, we'll be right back with, uh, the product of the day and then we'll move on to the products needed for building your own brewing system. So today we're going to talk about those computer fans that we were talking about in the podcast. And we're also going to discuss the speaker wire. That's really all you need is just this insulated speaker wire. This will last years outside. Uh, I don't actually unhook it or anything and seldomly do I have to replace the wire. Uh, so take it away, Russ. Oh, wait, <laughs> you didn't bring anything up on the computer yet. It now. Usually game it. <laughs> I know. It's like, he does do a lot of stuff. <laughs> All right. So, um, what we're talking about is a DC fan. They're, they offer them an AC and DC, obviously. Uh, the Strong Quiet 120, 20, 120 25 fan 120 by 120 by 25 millimeter, uh, 12 centimeter, 120 millimeter. And that's like case four fan. inches by four inches. Yeah, it's a computer case fan, DC, 12 volt cooling fan for a computer case, two pin, two wire. It's 1368 uh, for the DC version. We're going to give you the option also of the AC version. So I'm just going to go back over here to. That's the AC one there. This is a 120 millimeter AC powered fan with variable speed controller. AC 110 volt to 220 volt variable speed fan for receiver, amplifier, DVR, PlayStation component cooling. So it's basically made for PlayStation, but you can use it uh, across the board. Um, It's uh, self-contained, so you can attach it to different things. It has a remote that you can plug in. Um, This one comes in at $18.99, so... I guess it really just depends on which one's going to be better for your situation. And, uh, you know, 
obviously after looking at them, you guys can make that decision. So yeah, because get one, yours today. One you're just <laughs> one you're just going to uh, you know just need an extension cord, and then the other one you need a solar panel, a solar charge controller, and so I understand a lot of people won't want to do that. So if you still want to provide, yeah. you know, your rabbits some relief, just run a cord out there. All right, so back to the burrowing systems. Um, the products needed to build your own burrowing system. I mean, obviously, I would imagine the size tote is going to be comparable to the size rabbit, um, or are they universal? Yeah, we were talking on I, – I can't remember. We were talking about this on another podcast. We were saying the giant rabbits would need 8-inch drain tile. Medium-sized rabbits would be 6-inch drain tile, and then maybe the small rabbits would could get away with the 4-inch you know, drain tile that would be hooked up to our downspout. Right. But you raised New Zealand, so they're naturally large rabbits eventually, but they yeah. aren't from the beginning. So if you were building uh, a brewing system raising New Zealand's, would you just automatically start with the eight inch? Or would you gradually move on in size as the rabbit grows? Well, a rabbit, you know, a New Zealand is a meat, although they are big, they're incredibly docile. Very easy to handle, especially compared to like a cottontail. If you've ever tried to handle a cottontail, rabbits will thin out as they go through the tunnel. So even a medium breed New Zealand only needs a six inch drain tile, even at fully grown, because fully grown, they're going to be like 10 pounds, 11 pounds. You know, maybe the does are going to be 12 pounds. Some reach a little bit, maybe some reach that are overweight reach, you know, more than that. You know, a Rex rabbit, they're only going to be like a pound lighter. So... These rabbits, unless they're – there's so many medium breeds. Unless they're a giant breed, I wouldn't go 8-inch. What's the biggest rabbit? Well, like a checkered giant or a giant chinchilla or a, um, you know, a giant uh, – which ones am I leaving out? Um, I Flemish, the, Flemish I get, giant. I get they're giant, but how giant are they? <laughs> I mean, is <laughs> it necessary like, as as, to say giant? I mean, we're tagging, it is, actually. We're using giant quite loosely in yeah. this description. So, I mean, what is literally the largest – I mean, they, Those are is there a the longest giant. or is there a heaviest uh, or is there just one breed that's longest and heaviest? I can't remember which ones. I thought it was a checkered giant. I may get that wrong. Um, but, you know, these are all giant breeds that we're talking 20 pounds. So. Okay. 20 pounds or more. Yeah, they're big. They're big rabbits. They're so like once dogs. they get to twenty pounds, they're like he's a giant. Yeah, well, they don't all have that gigantic gene. Yeah, you know, so just like rabbits don't all have the dwarfing gene. You know, they can't. They'll never, you know, hit those genetics. So, but medium breeds, yeah, six inch drain tile giants or eight inch drain tile smalls are. I'm reeling myself back in. Yeah, <laughs> um, and. These we're talking about burrowing systems to to beat heat stress, and this could tunnel into whatever you want. It could be like a even a shed with maybe concrete or a garage that's you know not hot during the day, or a shed. You know, some folks even run uh, an air conditioner. And they run power out to their their shed. They keep it cool because they want their rabbits to continue to produce. And when you when you're putting out that kind of environment for rabbits they appreciate it yeah they're going to produce they're not going to go infertile then this is what f some folks do and not everybody can do that i mean that's extreme yeah. i mean yeah, i don't exactly. do that but i do actually use a system where they 
they tunnel down the back of a two by six and I use a 10 foot two by six because that's a good enough angle. And then that just runs out on each side of that is hardware cloth. And the whole framing is built by two by twos. And then there's a two by two going down each end on each side. And what sits on top of that is just a piece of corrugated plastic. This is strong enough to run or to hold snow in the wintertime and all that. And so what about the box itself? The box is a 30 gallon tote. It's a 30 gallon tote. You buy these at Home Depot, Lowe's. It's probably going to run you about 20 bucks. And should you just start off with that size tote? Or Well, it depends on what kind of rabbit you want. I mean, maybe like if it was a small rabbit, you could go with a smaller one. But I, I over the over the years, we've tested different sizes. And in some cases, some rabbits chose to just go in a nesting box because I think because they didn't think the kindling tote was sufficient. It wasn't, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, the kindling tote wasn't big enough. They're like, I'm not going to drive that car. Yeah, I guess not. It's a crappy looking. Well, some car. folks have seen. I mean, I've you seen it for me. <laughs> I've seen. Then walk. I've seen some <laughs> folks use buckets. I mean, there's people five gallon. They, they have rabbits, yeah, burrowing into buckets and and having their litter in buckets. But what about wood? Building out of wood, or would you be worried about the rabbits chewing the wood? Well, if there's chemicals in the wood, yeah, you don't want them chewing chemicals in the wood. Nobody does. You know, even pine, even softwood. You know, I often give my rabbits. I've never ran into trouble where my rabbits have gotten sick from eating pine, even though pine isn't recommended, but it's pine that's not, you know, that's just been out in the, the woods. Yeah. I mean, that's not, it's, it has, um, damn it. What's, what are they? It has something that's Enzymes? bad for the rabbits. Oh. No, it's a, it's a chemical, not cyanide, but something else. Dang it. This happens every podcast, <laughs> but you want to let the pine absolutely dry out and pine specifically for, I wouldn't even use that pine. I, I feed pine from one of the guys at work runs a program that runs, it teaches kids how to build things in, yeah. in the wood shop at our company. Yeah. So he uses a lot of pine. And yeah, he's got, he's got all these buckets of non-treated pine. And when you're talking about wood that's been built for construction, that's the soft wood. That's the pine that I use. And it'll flex. Yeah, it's just it's it's dried out, and it doesn't have that chemical we're talking about that I can't think of. Dang it! But if you guys know that chemical, <laughs> write into the Please podcast <laughs> the Ravagery Center Podcast at gmail dot com. Dang it! I can't believe it. Well, I guess anybody that has an iPhone. Yeah. So, uh, how deep should you bury your toe? Well, definitely depends on where you're living. And if you're living in Tornadoville, you probably want to maybe incorporate a completely different system where you're going, you know, three feet down concreting. But really our system here in Michigan, uh, we just, we anchor it down with two by fours, stake down, cut on an angle at like 45 degrees. And I just hammer it down and I drill it right into the two by six. And that's been good for, geez, I don't know that one, the oldest kindling tote, I think is six or seven years old. So, but those totes need to be swapped out. Those, those totes have been swapped out once. And I recommend every four or five years, the totes will need to be swapped out because that insulation, the great stuff, the tile. So that at the very bottom of that tunnel, we were talking about the two by six, the tile will actually go into the tunnel a little bit just so for, for rain and runoff and snow, nothing's getting drained into the, the tunnel because you want to make sure all that stuff stays dry in the tote. The tunnel will hit the tote. And we cut the tote with either a jigsaw. Sometimes if it's cold temperatures, we've noticed that the, the tote will crack. So we'll have to use a grinder, an angle grinder with a cutting blade. Then we'll make our, our hole that way. And then we'll put the tile in, 
and will fill with great stuff. One can Which is basically expando foam. Yeah, one can can actually do one full tote. Probably have a little bit left in the can. But one one tote is going to need a seal on the outside, inside, and then go over to the other side of the tote where the tunnel Depending on if you're actually, our system, we have an extended cage system. So they go into the tote and then they run out of the tote into the the dirt. You don't have to have that system. If you just want to give them an opportunity to escape the elements and go into a, a tote that's surrounded with dirt or snow, depending on if you're the Northern Hemisphere, then that'll work too. We ran that system for years before we actually extended our cages. So, and we we drilled into the other side. So what, what do you use... To fill the tote, because it sounds like it, you're basically almost sealing it. Yeah, it doesn't have any holes in it. Folks often ask, you know, are you drilling holes at the bottom of those totes? And because of all the rain and the snow that we get, water would come up through the bottom. So we have to keep those sealed. What we do is we just put about an inch of shavings, of dried shavings in there. And then uh, sometimes, depending on if it's wintertime, we'll just put a little bit of straw for padding. In the In the summertime, we barely put any straw. But that dirt and snow, surprisingly, it'll keep it like 20 to 15 to 20 degrees cooler than outside. We've actually hit it. We got a video in hot weather video where we hit it with our laser gun and the thermostat came back 75 and it was 95. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So they're all, they're going to just like you, just like we enjoy this basement when it's hot, they're going to enjoy that tote. With having the rabbit down there in the sealed tote and you got, you just have shavings or like you said, some light straw. What is the maintenance schedule as far as cleaning that straw or cleaning those shavings? Because obviously, as you said before, rabbits tend to pee or poop, you know, in their in their totes or in their boxes yep. sometimes. Yes. The the rabbits that have just been introduced to it, and the bucks more than the does. And if you have it sealed, how are you accessing it? Or are you just, is that the, when you're, I mean, how often are you doing that? Well, this is sealed on each end. But as far as like, we can always take the top right off the top. Okay. Always, so on top of the tote is just a piece of a three quarter, and then we'll have a, a handle over that. So sometimes we, in other tops, we've actually put like a, a one inch piece of styrofoam, but we really just, because we wanted it to be light, yeah. we really just started putting, um, you know, just three quarter over it. And that seems to work really well. You know, just your typical handle. No fear of it. the rabbit chewing the styrofoam. Uh, some do actually, but they don't, they don't like eat it. They don't, but they will chew it just because they'll chew everything. Yeah. You know, they'll chew plastic, but they're not going to, they're not going to eat it. Um, we've never lost a rabbit. If anything, we've only seen our rabbits thrive with this condition, with their being able to, you know, burrow down into these things. And I think, you know, they'll chew out of boredom. They'll go to the bathroom because they're lazy and they're, they're just comfortable in there. So every couple months it's important, especially maybe when you've really just started introducing totes to your rabbits check it more often just to make sure just in case if they're making a mess, you can get ahead of that before it gets too bad. Because if it goes a month or two, that was when we were talking about our rabbit that had dreads and we had to cut that out. Yeah, You know, this was a buck that was just, you know, he he just wasn't jiving with this whole setup and it was, it wasn't going to work. So some rabbits actually may either take a long time to adjust and realize they can't do that. Or in most cases, when does have a litter, they stop doing it. But with bucks, they may never adjust to it, but it's important that you either want them in there or you want, you know, they're going to be infertile. It's just important to check it often. Okay. 
And I should say how I clean it out is I just wipe it all out with, you know, I pour, I put, I put on gloves, I wipe it all out. I use like a garden shovel and then I'll replace, I'll wipe it all out with a disinfectant with no odor, odorless disinfectant, like a Lysol. And then I'll throw shavings and again, straw if it's cold. So is there anything else you want to touch on as far as the burrowing system that we might not have talked about before we move on to the signs of heat stress in rabbits? Um, well, with those burrowing, burrowing systems, last thing I want to talk about is here in Michigan, like right around April, right around September, when we're getting those cold mornings into those hot afternoons, those quick transitions, a couple times a year, we'll have these pipes sweat in our basement. And that time of year, especially if you're not running a dehumidifier, that time of year, that same thing, that humidity level, that sh- that transition will cause those totes to have the same humidity problem. It'll be really humid in there. And it's important if you don't have a tote that has one way in and one way out, because what happens when you have an entrance on one side and, ent- and an exit on the other, that's cross ventilation. You won't have problems. And that's what we, we realized. You don't have problems with that humidity anymore. So if you have one of those systems and we, we still have totes that only have one way in, and that's the, that's the systems where the, the cage is in the middle. There's no way for our, our totes to go out on each side. We have to go out the front. Yeah. So in that case, what I'm getting at is you just need to install holes for ventilation, cross ventilation. So I take a really small drill bit. We're talking like, you know, three tiny, yeah, smaller (laughs) than a quarter inch. And I just drill a lot of holes in the side. I drill them in the back, you know, again, cross ventilation is what you want. And I put a, I drill them underneath the lid. So when the rain's hitting, it's protected. Right. So you don't want to go down too low because again, with the snow rising, got to, got to be aware of that. Yeah. Or the rain coming from side direction, et cetera. Right. So what are the signs of heat stress in a rabbit? I mean, how would you know if your rabbit was under heat stress? Okay. Well, if you're, if you see your rabbit and it's not hopping around, it's not bright eyed, it's probably laying down and maybe even is panting really fast, really short breaths. Like a dog? Yeah. Um, because they can't, not, yeah, they may be tongue out. Um, they can't sweat. So same thing like dogs, you know, they're, how they cool themselves is their ears. You'll see their veins really popping. And if they're laying down and they almost look like, boy, you know, they're out for the count. This is a rabbit that's suffering from heat stroke. Okay. And what do you do if you find a heat stressed rabbit? I mean, what, what, what do you do? You'll probably remove it. You want to remove it from its cage and it's time to give it a little bit of care. It's, it's like go time. Cause this is, this is the point where you could, this rabbit may not come back from this. So you want to take the rabbit and immediately take like a nice cold washcloth and wet it's the buck, the rabbit's ears. Wet the rabbit's ears because that's immediately, they're going to feel that right away. Hopefully they come out of it. You can even take a, a some cold water and a mister and just put a little bit of mist over them, spray it in there. You don't want to like douse their ears because that's not good, but you know, try you to don't cool, get water cool it down. Down yeah. in their ears. Yeah, right. You don't want to do that. Yeah. Be careful you don't do that. But yeah, cool it down and hopefully it responds. So like uh, say for example, nobody, you don't have a frozen two liter or one liter for that matter in the, in the fridge. Could somebody go and just grab whatever they have, like grab a 
you know, a two liter of uh, sun-kissed soda that's in the fridge mm-hmm. and lay that next to the rabbit. I mean, it, it, for the interim or you could, but what, what steps do you take to prioritize the, the relief in a timely manner? Yeah. So we talked about all the things that we can do to prevent it. Right. And, and if that didn't work, say it's one of those situations where, you know, you're hitting 120 or something. We always talk about Texas. Then it's like, cause they always seem to hit 120. <laughs> right. Right. They were, you, that's when you want to remove the rabbit to try to save its life. And if it doesn't respond after you've tried to cool the ears, rabbits don't take baths, but this is a special situation and you are going to actually submerge the rabbit in the sink or the bathtub. The sink will fill up faster. You're going to keep its mouth and its nose and its eyes above the the water. You're going to completely, I'm sorry. Yeah. The ears, you're going to submerge the entire rabbit, except for that. You're going to take out the rabbit in a towel. And you're just softly holding a lot of water is going to be, you know, in the towel. You're going to lay the towel down and you're going to, this is not recommended unless this is an absolute, you know, this rabbit needs it. And then you're going to take your box fan and you're going to turn your fan on and it's going to cool that rabbit down immediately. Hopefully your rabbit comes back and you're going to lightly pat dry your rabbit and hopefully it's going to start to move and come back and... And uh, that's how you save a rabbit's life. And you're going to keep it comfortable and you're going to keep it away from the elements until it's at least dry and it's, it's acting normal again. And you may save your rabbit's life, and, but people lose rabbits to heat stress every day. It's wow, one of that the, was kind of intense. I mean, it was like really you you had me there in the moment too. It was like I was imagining everything you were just talking about. It was like wow, that's crazy. I read these emails and it just like I just my heart goes out to people. Yeah. And you know, they're the whole family is trying to get this rabbit to come back. Yeah, they're probably and they're doing that. They're putting they're holding yeah. the bottles on it and they're doing whatever they can to try to bring this body temperature down to regulate. Yeah. Or neutralize, whatever you call it. But uh but yeah, so that's best of luck. Hope, hopefully you guys never have to do that. And all these things that you, we can do, we talked about to prevent that, you know, we'll make it, yeah, so it's not, you know, that's something you never have to go through. Right. So, wow, that, uh, again, time has sped by. Um, that brings us to another closing of of the podcast. I think next it. time we're going to talk about cold stress or they don't getting your rabbits through the wintertime. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there are challenges, and, the, and a lot of the challenges are more for the person raising them. The rabbit we're going raiser, into that season here. Rabbit raiser, homesteader, farmer, all that. These guys, we got it rough. Yeah, yeah, because we're it's not it won't be long. No, I mean, like I said, I walked One out this month. morning and there was already leaves falling off the maple in my neighbor's yard. Yeah, we're both wearing hoodies. Yeah, yeah. Yep, so. Um, so thanks again, everybody for listening. And, uh, we, again, please, uh, reach out, email, uh, comment, um, leave us a note. Uh, Bobby, where do they go? The rabbit, the center.com. Oh no, no, no. The Ravitry center podcast at gmail.com. And as always, you can find our products and services and co- online courses on the center.com. Thanks so much for taking a look in our storefront. We got to come up with a line, like a, like, you know, Turn your backyard into a rabbit-producing, money-making machine. That's a great line. Yeah. Well, I use that for my course, but a new line. Come up with your own. (laughs) All right, guys. We'll see you next time. See you next time.